subscribe to Tripod Talk Radio for conversations with veterinarians, oncologists, rehab therapists, and other experts discussing amputation for dogs and cats. Find more info, helpful care tips, and a free gift at tripods.com slash radio. Thank you for tuning in to Tripod Talk Radio, where we're spreading the word that it's better to hop on three legs than limp on four. Hosted by Jim and Renee and Wyatt Ray of the Tripod's blogs community at tripods.com, Jerry's place for canine amputees and their people. Hello, and thank you for listening. This is Tripod Talk Radio, and today is Sunday, September 20th, 2015. You know, healthy nutrition is important for all animals to live a happy life, and it's our responsibility to provide just that. This is even more important for our three-legged friends, and especially those living with cancer. That's why I am excited to have Dr. Harvey Cohen on the air with us today. Dr. Cohen has been researching and developing holistic, natural, and all-around fine health foods for companion animals for more than 30 years. He is a successful nutritionist and lifelong lifelong animal lover who founded Dr. Harvey's after realizing that something about the pet industry was just flat-out broken when it comes to nutrition. We also have Dr. Harvey's president and CEO, Wendy Schenken-Cohen, on the air with us, and we have a lot to cover. So let's get started. Welcome to the show, and thank you both for joining us. Thank you for having thank you. us. Hello. Hi, this is Renee. I'm so excited to start asking you all the questions we, we have been dying to ask you ever since we met you guys and heard about Dr. Harvey's. Um, thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Renee. We're really happy to be Thanks. here with you. Thank you. Sure. All right. Well, um, let's let's jump right in. Um Let's uh, let's start with uh, with you, Dr. Harvey. Um, can you tell us a little bit about why you started advocating for better diets for animals? And I, I know it's not just cats and dogs. Um, you also work with a number of other species. Um, did you have animals of your own that were uh, suffering from side effects of conventional pet foods? Uh, what, how did you get started? I'd love to hear more. Well, it was more based on nutrition. Thank God I didn't have any companion animals that were sick, but... If you go over the original years ago, because uh, one of the questions you asked me, you know, what, did you ever think of giving up, and was it hard, and was it difficult, and trying to get the word out? But anyhow, the original formulas <clears throat> in both canned and kibble food were, were corn and wheat, and then it's changed because people got smarter and asked now in the last 15 years, uh, meat or some type of meat should be uh your first ingredient. But anyhow, it was more about commercial food and processed food that I found it hard to believe that people could think that uh, a bag could sit in a warehouse in a shelf for six months, eight months, and a year and have any validity, you know, or a can that was made eight months ago, and then you read the ingredients and you're not really even sure what they put in there. You know, and the last thing is, just which I'll I'll go over with everybody, sort of very important with animals with cancer, is something called rancid fats. Fats go rancid at room temperature. 
which creates free radicals. So really important that, once again, you know, a bag that has 20% fat in it, forget the chemicals and the preservatives, but nothing mm-hmm. nothing at room temperature with 20% fat in it has any shelf life. And the fats for sure are going to go rancid. So, I mean, that was basically just looking at the formulas and understanding commercial food. Yeah, I thought that was questionable at best. And if I could just jump in there, I think also he was very concerned about the fact that animals were not eating fresh food. And he always uh-huh. felt that uh, that anything that was in a can or a bag could not be live food and that it was really critical that our, our companions be eating fresh food. And that's really how he got started. It was actually just by lecturing to people about uh, feeding real food to their animals. And it was long before there were any products or before he came up with any formula. It was just really teaching people a recipe. And the recipe is something that he handed out to people. And then we found that it was very difficult to get people to do home cooking. And that's how we came up with the idea of making a base premix that would allow people to make a fresh meal for their animal but not have all the work involved. Right. It's all the chopping and the, the prepping. I know. It takes a while. Right. It it's, called, it's called less work for mother. Yeah. So that means everybody has good in- <laughs> Everybody has very good intentions, and they say, oh, yeah, I'm going to cook for my dog. But then, you know, they're a week into it, and they're like, wow, this is really a lot of work. And in our (laughs) fast-paced world where we have trouble cooking for ourselves, it's hard Mm -hmm. to find time to cook for our animals. So really our our original idea was to do something that would make it super, super simple, which is what we've done with canine health and vegetable, our two main premixes, just made it really, really easy. And I know, Renee, that you've made it and you know how easy it is to do. It's really just add water. Uh, You add your own meat, you add your own oil, and you make a fresh meal for your your companion. And it's just so important to their their health. I I would definitely agree with that. I mean, it it is like light years ahead of anything in a bag that comes from a warehouse that has sat there forever. I mean, it's it's interesting that you bring up that, that concept because, you know, I remember back when you didn't even question. It was just pet food, and that's what it was, and we never, we never really talked about where it came from or what was inside. It's just what you fed your animals, and that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, we right. see that exactly, now. But, but, but the interesting part about that is that the commercial food that we all gave give to our animals unquestioning, you know, for for many, many years prior to that. I mean the, the pet industry is actually a relatively new industry. Pet food is a new development. You for thousands mm-hmm. of years people just gave their animals what what was left on their table. The what they people now call scraps and the the Uh pet industry demonized that idea and told everybody oh no 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 you have to feed pet food and there rose the pet food industry um Uh when in reality dogs were much better off eating uh the scraps from the table that were real food uh than you know pelletized uh kibble uh which we know leads to many 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 problems in health uh for animals Oh yes. So so this was a long time ago when you guys started out and I'm wondering um how did you how did you find people who would even listen because everybody thought so differently back then. And I I imagine it's it's easier now but back then who did you find that was willing to listen and and how did they react to, um the audience like way back then? 
Well, your audience is the same now, Renee. Their companion, mm-hmm. and you know, it's really interesting the word companion. Be it dogs, cats, or or any animal, they're people's best friends. Number one, and mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to nutrition, the, the people who who really cared, you know, had an open mind to understanding. You know, forget that just the word fresh is best. One of the things I was going to bring up about commercial food is I teach to rotate proteins, Renee, once a week, meaning you can do ah. beef one week, turkey, chicken, lamb, salmon, tuna, tilapia, tripe, tofu, lentils. Okay. Rotate them once a week for a reason, though, not for variety, because mm. every protein God put on earth is different. So salmon mm-hmm. is actually different than tuna. And beef is different than eggs. So you're anyhow you're offering your companion animal a different protein. And to answer your question, people sort of understood that slowly. Mm-hmm. Wait, you know, you know, when you're successful, and somebody says, you know, they look at you and you, you tell them, well, it took 30 years to get successful. It didn't <laughs> like your question. It didn't happen overnight, or in any mm-hmm. business. Anybody who's successful in a it took a while. It doesn't happen overnight. I think it well, was, I, um, I, and, it's, and it still is, I will tell you, it's largely word uh-huh. of mouth uh, that people uh, started listening and, you know, was writing articles in those days. And I think the Internet was the, the big turning point in getting the word out. Um, the advent of the Internet allowed us to have a voice, to be able to uh, put the philosophy that we knew was going to make animals healthier, um, put it out there for people to read on the Internet. And uh, I think that's when people became much more aware. And I think in the beginning people thought we were crazy. I think people looked at Dr. Harvey uh, as, you know, you know, what are you talking about? Dogs mm-hmm. should eat dog food. Um, right. But I think as people have become more educated about their own health, and about the role that nutrition plays in their own lives, they've started mm-hmm. to think, well, if this matters to me that I eat more healthfully, then it must be true for my dog as well or my bird or my That dog. is so true. That is so true. You know, I have to tell you, we are, uh, we're in Colorado, and we spend summers up in this tiny little mountain town. Well, there's a, a very small boutique health food store that just opened up, and who do they have on their shelves? They have Dr. Harvey's foods on their shelves. <laughs> and it, it probably, was wonderful. Wait a minute, Renee. Renee, mm-hmm. it's probably my mother's store. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> well, you know, I, I just I will never forget the first time that, that my I, I gave Jerry our first dog, but the first time I gave him real food, he looked at it like I was crazy. And I gave him I gave him chicken. And he didn't know what to do with it because he just thought, wait, this isn't what I'm used to. It didn't take him long, though. It only took him maybe maybe a week or so until he just devoured it. And ever since then, every opportunity I can, I, get, I, I tell people, yes, you can feed your dog, quote, unquote, real food. So I love how you guys, in your recipes and your treats, you use all kinds of things that I never even would have thought of, like like coconuts and and sweet potato, and 
I, I'm wondering how do you come up with with these recipes and treats? You know, most most people are really terrified because, like you said, the pet food industry has us thinking that dogs can only eat kibble or cats can only eat cat food, and they put this fear of of digestive upset and things into our minds. So, how do you know that your foods work, and and what's your testing process? Uh, who are your official taste testers? <laughs> well, you know, first of all. First of all, is what I said about rotating protein, so we won't go there again. I'll get into mm-hmm. the vegetables in a minute. Also, rotating yeah. oils. Uh, I'm going to give you. I'm going to tell you the five best oils, and you should rotate sure. them because nature and God made them different. You're not doing mm-hmm. it, Renee, for variety. You're doing it because nature and God made them different. Anyhow, the first one is coconut. The second one is hemp which is uh, something called the GLA oil, unimportant, GLA. There are three GLA oils, hemp, borage, and blackcurrant. Anyhow, the third oil is sesame. The fourth oil is salmon or krill. And your last oil is flaxseed oil. And you rotate them once a week because every oil that God put on earth is different. Now, back to your question on where do you get vitamins and minerals. Uh, there's a cute story I tell everybody, and I, I hope you everybody appreciates this. The yes. average horse in the world, Renee, weighs 960 pounds, and <laughs> wait, and runs on four legs thinner than your wrist. Where do you think it gets <laughs> right. all its ca- Where do you think it gets all its calcium from, Renee? Hmm. Hey, alfalfa, another name. Hey. Point being is that, well, no, I think we all know that vegetables and fruits, you ready, are vitamins and minerals. They're not protein, and and they're Mm -hmm. not fat, Renee. Nature intended them to be vitamins and minerals. So instead of uh, getting a mulch, some synthetic or some crazy multivitamin, adding it uh, to some food, you're actually feeding your companion your protein, and, and forget about new age, it's protein, the same protein we eat. There's no such thing as dog protein or cat protein. Anyhow, so you're adding protein, vegetables in a ratio, there's a given ratio, protein, vegetables, and oil. And you have, I hate the word dog food, you have a food. You want to call it dog food? Call it dog food. But. <laughs> I wanted to get it's back really to another little point that you that you mentioned um, about sure. who who is listening, um, people that listen are are the people that come to you as well. People come to us very often when their dog gets sick. Uh, mm-hmm. That's when people listen. It's it's like with your yeah. child. If your child is sick, you're going to listen to what the doctor has to say. People are turned turned to alternatives when traditional veterinary care has failed them, or they've been told to eat give their dog a prescription diet and the dog won't eat it. So. Most mm-hmm. animals we consider, and you know this as well, are incredibly smart. So it's interesting that Jerry didn't want to eat the chicken because usually when you give an animal, even the people that say, oh, my dog is so picky, I'll never eat anything, and then you give them a bowl of Dr. Harvey's and they're like, wow, I can't <laughs> believe the dog is uh-huh. eating. Um, it's the first time the dog had real food, and they're like, this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, the, pers- the people are happy because their dog is eating, and the dog is happy because they're getting real food. So our audience is often people who are looking for an alternative. Either their dog has digestive issues or kidney problems or cancer or the dog won't Mm -hmm. eat 
or chronic diarrhea, whatever the problem is, they're looking for a solution. And very often um, we're fortunate enough to have used the formulas that Dr. Harvey has developed to offer a solution to people who are really looking for an answer. I, I love the um, – you're absolutely right. I mean, there are so many great stories and testimonials about people whose pets have just rebounded. Um, I picked up – when we were at Blog Pause, I picked up your little book of miracles, I believe it's yeah. called. Um, and yeah. that is a – I mean, that alone, if that doesn't convince somebody that your food is is what animals need, I don't know what will. It's wonderful. Is it on your website? Um, the Book of Miracles isn't, but all those stories, which are all actual stories that people write uh-huh. to us, we're, we're very blessed that uh, people are thankful, and very often we get emails. So every week we get emails, but very often we get very moving emails. Um, those stories in the Book of Miracles are just eight of the thousands of thank you emails that we've received over the years of people who you know, were desperate and they were looking for something uh-huh. and they weren't finding it and they, whether it's a skin condition or an allergy, or I was desperate, I've been to six vets, I've had, I've spent thousands of dollars on medications and my dog is still sick and two days on your food and my dog is better. And you, you've read the book so you know it's, it's, it's not um, it's not an exaggeration. These are, this is word for word what people write to us. We don't edit it, we just put it oh, right I on know. the website the way tell. it is. And we do that because we feel like if a pet parent is telling us that story and they're willing to share that story with other pet parents, very often that's compelling uh, for someone who also is in trouble. And they're looking for an answer. And they read the story and they say, oh, my God, that dog got better in 48 hours uh, or in three weeks or my dog had kidney failure and the dog got better and, oh, my dog is in kidney failure, what do I do? And so that's one. That's the main reason why we share those stories with people. We think, you know, it's one thing for us to say that the food is going to help your dog. It's another mm-hmm. thing to hear true stories from people who have actually gone through it with their animal. Right. And I, um, I am very fortunate that with our, our current dog Wyatt, we have not had any um, major chronic illnesses um, to deal with with him, but. Um, you know, he he was he's a different story than than Jerry because when I first fed him your food, we we started with vegetable and wow, <laughs> he saw me making it and and sat in the kitchen just staring at me until it was ready to eat. He went insane over it. So um, <laughs> I I feel very fortunate that that we're not dealing with serious issues with him, uh, and I feel very. Uh, very happy to have come across your food so that I know we're in a good place right now. And should he ever get sick, he's going to have that much more of an advantage because he's been eating a really, really healthy diet. Absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting that you would say that because um, German shepherds are notorious for having digestive issues. I'm sure you know this. Oh, yeah. And we've had (laughs) German shepherd um, people contact us. We've had dogs that have had chronic diarrhea for nine years and have tried every Ugh. food and every probiotic and every kind of prescription diet and nothing helps. And they go on our food and, it, and that's why we call it the miracle dog food because within days the dog is better. And so, uh, you know, the, the uh, and, and, and a lot of German shepherds, uh, you know, that's the situation where they, they've had nine years of problems and within 48 hours they're 
their dog is better. And Dr. Harvey and I both uh, do a lot of rescue, and we get dogs in terrible shape. Um, sometimes Aww. come to us from the shelters with just profuse uh, diarrhea, and we put them on the canine health for, for two or three days, and they have form stools and never have diarrhea again. Wow. What, what exactly is in is in canine health to, to help stop the diarrhea? Well, Dr. Harvey? It's... It's it's not you know it's interesting. It's what's causing the diarrhea. Uh, in other words, oh. what's in canine health is well, it's like anything else. Uh, uh, you know, I'll give you my big point that I tell everybody, uh, and maybe you'll understand about because they're using commercial food. One of the things I tell everybody is, under, especially again, everybody, especially with cancer, but there's no especially with cancer. Never, ever, ever feed liver, Renee. You wouldn't really? feed liver to a rat. You wouldn't feed liver to a rat. <laughs> really? Can you but tell I me bet- more? No, no. I bet you you know why. Renee, what is the liver well, doing? Every animal. It's uh, it, it filters. It's a deep detoxifier, right? Exactly. Of every animal. Wait. Gerbils, snakes, hippopotamuses, people from Mars. You, uh-huh. If you think about it, you would under no circumstance ever use liver, considering there's about 18 proteins you can use. So when an animal has diarrhea, when an animal has diarrhea, the first thing you're doing is taking, I forget the word, rancid fats and, 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 and questionable protein and chemicals and preservatives, and you're, you're starting to feed them a natural diet. And mm-hmm. then you can always, if the, if, the, if the diarrhea is really severe, there's a rule of thumb. Uh, an apple that turns brown, you cut it up into 100 pieces. When an apple turns brown, it's called pectin. That's how medicine got mm-hmm. K-O-Pectate. Anyhow, a banana, yeah. a banana and some, sorry to say, some white rice, which I think works 100% of the time. Uh-huh. Good to so, know. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Wendy. No, oh, I just want to say, I, I, I think it's uh, also the uh, the amount of, of uh, healthy fiber. Uh, I, I think in, in terms of these dogs that have chronic diarrhea, uh, the fiber in the food makes a huge difference um, because foods foods that are processed the way kibble is, uh, you know, uh-huh. all of the good nutrients and the fiber and everything is taken out of it. It's it's so um, denatured, as Dr. Harvey likes to call it. It's it's really a denatured food, very very um, lack lacking any kind of uh, good nutrition. And once you start to provide the body with good nutrition, uh, you just see these t- tremendous turnarounds in in any number uh-huh. of cases. You know, it's funny. I just as I as I asked you the question about what was in Canine Health, I realized I was looking at the the end of the the story instead of the beginning. I was looking for something to stop it instead of instead of looking for the cause of diarrhea. And I think that's the way most of us are trained to think. It's very Western medicine-y to to want the magic pill, but it really it really does start with the nutrition and what they're eating. So uh, I am. I'm just so grateful that we get an education from from people like you to tell us. No, 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 no. <laughs> you start at the beginning, not at the end, and you get your answer. 
But that, Renee, that would be true with children, grandma, grandpa, you and I. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. with heart conditions, people with arthritis. I don't believe that, that that it's limited to the pet industry, meaning good nutrition. Right. You know, right. it, it's so interesting. I tell people the cute story about Whole Foods. You ready? When I go yeah. to Whole Foods, I need a gun to get into the store. That's how many people are there. <laughs> no, no, things are great. No, no, things are greatly changing uh, uh, about uh, uh, about bovine growth hormone in cows to make them fatter and spraying mm-hmm. apples and stuff with something called ALAR, which they banned. That They were spraying ALAR for 30 oh, years right. in California and Washington. No, I think right. that educating people and, and, and exactly what Wendy said, I think the Internet leveled the playing field for everybody, mm-hmm. okay, to allow people to be educate, make their own decision. Maybe that's a better way to look at it, Renee. You give them the option yep. and, and let them. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that your dogs think that you won the lottery when you feed them. <laughs> I think I think Wyatt thinks so. He's he's a, a pretty voracious eater. He loves real food. Um, Wendy, um, let me let me ask you this. Um, so as you know, uh, most of our members at Tripods are, are coping with a a cancer diagnosis, and and like you know the way the way your customers come to you, they come to us because their dog is sick or their cat, and they want to start feeding better. Um, you, I know you get a lot of questions about this, but what are your, your best tips for somebody who wants to fight cancer with nutrition? Where, where do we begin? Do you eliminate things? Do you add things? How do you generally advise people? Well, I think that we're a very unusual company and that we allow people to, we encourage people to call us and actually speak to Dr. Harvey directly and we, we've provided that <laughs> service for many, many years and, um, he and I have both said to each other, when we get too big, to, we can't answer the phone anymore, then we got to get out of this business. We've always tried to make it very personal, and we we work with our customers and feel like their animals are as important to us as they are to them and treat them like family members because it's important. And uh-huh. we don't see our customers as just another customer. So we start by with the very, very basics and saying that you've got to eliminate all preservatives, all chemicals, and really clean up what your dog is eating. That That's number mm-hmm. one. And then we do uh, offer some direction in terms of supplementation. Sometimes that's important. Dr. Harvey will talk to him about supplementation. Um, mm-hmm. But most of the ba- food is always, you know, we always say health begins in the kitchen, and that is the number one thing is, you know, just – uh, there is no magic bullet. We would love to say, here, take this pill and everything is going to be okay. Mm-hmm. But you and I both know that that's not the case, that uh, we've made it as simple as possible to make uh, home cooking uh, easy for people to do, to make fresh food for mm-hmm. their animal. But that's the number one thing, pure, natural, unadulterated food with no preservatives, no chemical, chemical additives, no sprays, no dyes, no coloring agents. Just eliminate that. And that's basically the same thing we would tell a human. There's no, uh-huh. really no difference. Uh, would you agree with that, Dr. Harvey? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, and we're dealing with cancer, but I mentioned to you whether it was uh, advising somebody with a heart condition or arthritis that swimming is the best exercise in the world. 
you know, mm-hmm. if they care and they're not lazy, they'll do it. You know, so back to nutrition. Uh, you see, when I when I started, and, and that answers your all the questions, I think it's common sense that that you shouldn't basically eat processed foods that have chemicals on it or that aren't fresh. That's all. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I don't, I don't think it's <clears throat> such a hard concept uh, to understand that you should eat fresh foods. And, and, and especially now that we're talking about cancer a little bit, you know, keep away from chemicals, herbicides, pesticides, insecticides, hormones. I mean, there's no end right. to it. <clears throat> oh, they're everywhere. So, yeah. They're everywhere. Well, no, and, and it's our job. Our, it's our job because what I said is that they're our companions. They're our best friends. So, yeah, considering and, they're and, our best friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And truthfully, Go ahead, Wendy. Uh, commercial food is filled with that stuff. All kibble. There's no good kibble or better kibble. Unfortunately, everybody said, well, I feed a really good kibble. I feed this brand. Mm-hmm. There is no good kibble. There, you know, you can't put meat in a kibble and make it fresh. It just isn't that way. It could be grain-free. They can say they don't add chemicals. The truth is every, all kibble is sprayed. It's all processed. Real food is real food, and kibble is not real food. You know, I can't say it any plainer. We would love to say the pet industry would love to tell us that they've created a kibble that's just as right. good. Nobody would feed their child Cheerios and pretzels every day and expect their child to be healthy. <laughs> And the fact that people feed, open a bag, rip it open, pour it in a bowl of kibble and think that they're feeding something good to their animal is just, to us, who've been doing this for so long, it's, it's absurd. We understand that marketing has done a lot to give people a misinterpretation of what health really is. But a complete and balanced meal cannot come in a kibble. The end of story, whether we're talking about cancer or arthritis or kidney disease, all of these are terrible, terrible problems that we're seeing in our canine population as well as in our feline population, and it's all a result of, uh, of nutrition, unfortunately. Wendy, nutrition. thank you so much for that. I, you know what? That, that, it just makes so much sense, and, and I don't think I could ever open a bag of kibble and look at it the same way. So I, I really, really appreciate your time today and explaining all of that. We are big fans. Um, Thank you both for being here, Dr. Harvey. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes, thank and you thank both you for so all much that you for your time. For I have to say, Wyatt just loves every Dr. Harvey's food he's ever tried, and we love knowing it's good for him and so easy to prepare. Listeners can read all his reviews in the Tripods Nutrition blog at nutrition.tripods.com and learn more and find all of your wonderful products at drharveys.com. Until next time, join the discussion about helping your pets live a happy, healthy life on three legs in the blogs, forums, and live chat at tripods.com. Until next time on Tripod Talk Radio, learn more about canine amputation recovery and find the best gear for three-legged dogs at tripods.com. Thank you 
for tuning in. Subscribe to Tripod Talk Radio for more pet amputation tips from experts. And claim your free gift just for listeners at downloads.tripods.com slash podcast.